episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast is brought to you by the Embroiderers Guild of America. You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. We're very serious crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 10 of the Very Serious Crafts podcast. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors. I'm Heidi from Hands Occupied. And I'm Molly from Wild Olive. Today we'll be talking about tiny doors, needlework dedication, and dirty DIYs. Which oh. may not be what you think. <laughs> I, I'm intrigued. <laughs> it, it, it seems right up my alley. Um, it would seem. Yes. Um. Oh, wait, is it actually my topic? I mean, (laughs) it might be. It might be several topics, actually, is the thing. (laughs) All right. So I had an entirely different thing to tell you guys all lined up in my mind. And then yesterday, uh, a good friend of mine from the Brooklyn Lace Guild sent me a link to this pair of shoes with the note, these are the most perfectly you shoes I have ever seen. And now, for the record, she is probably the most stylish human I know and works in textiles at the Met. Like, this is someone who who knows her stuff. Yeah. Um, Hi, Elena, if you're listening. Whoops. Um... As I punch my microphone. Okay, so (laughs) the shoes that she sent me are from the company Hot Chocolate, um, which I'm not sure if I've mentioned the Skeleton Feet Mary Janes that I have on the podcast. It seems like probably something that may have come up on a Halloween episode or something, but um, Hot Chocolate is the company that made those, and Hot Chocolate design is the company that made these particular shoes which are called riot granny mary jane pumps and they are a shoe that is entirely cross stitch yeah i'm looking at these and they are your friend is right yeah (laughs) i agree i mean (laughs) Uh, there will be a link to these in the show notes, friends, but um, just so you can picture it, they are like cute little pumps, very unassuming looking, and they with say pink riot. Souls, yeah, by with the way. pink souls. <laughs> and oh, that's the only problem. These would be my second pair of pink soled shoes, too. If hmm. I, um, they. I can't get them in my size right now. But when they restock, and I do get them, I will own two pairs of pink-soled shoes, much like my two pink books. Um, <laughs> anyway, so there's the skull and the rose that one would expect. There seems to be a cobra with a... Well, I guess it must be a king cobra because there's a crown next to it and a giant cockroach, a bong, um... I don't know. It they are they are 
a beautiful contrast in huh? yes anyway so <laughs> I, i'm kind of excited about them and i hope that they make more of them because i want them and i do not wear the only size they have left well the craft that i did this weekend because <laughs> uh, i feel like i'd be remiss not to say anything um I took a piece of cardboard out of the recycling in my house because mm-hmm. um, I had about five minutes to do this craft. And I grabbed a Sharpie because I had one. Actually, I grabbed two because I wasn't sure there would be enough ink in either one. And then I got in my car with my husband and he drove us to a protest. And I wrote Black Lives Matter on the <laughs> plain side of the cardboard and I carried it around. It was the greatest craft I've done in months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, okay. Honestly... Is the best craft I can think of doing right now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, That's all. <laughs> good job. The, the only thing that could have made that better is if you had had the time to, like, go full full DIY on it. Yeah. Um, have you? That was the thing. Have you? I seen... kept thinking about that in the car. I was like, yeah. I feel so bad that I can't do better right now, but, like, being here and having anything. Right feels right. like it matters right. more <laughs> yeah yeah that it, so, it's more important to be there than, <laughs> yes um, exactly to have an awesome so side. i'm gonna say this and i don't mean this with an <laughs> ounce of shame to yes. your <laughs> to your basic uh your your simple it's black okay. lives matter um <laughs> which by the way listeners black lives matter yes just just to yeah. make that very clear <laughs> Yes. Should but, be. Yes. Molly, yes. go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I'm a Animal Crossing fan, have you seen the picture <laughs> of the Animal Crossing protest sa- sign from, like, I think it was in Brisbane, uh, no. Australia? It's, no, so but I'm Googling it. In the, in the game, uh, you can go and talk to Isabel, who is a dog character who works at the little town hall kind of a space. And she will give you a rating on your town, how well you've built it up and kept it clean and all of that. And it says, so it's it's uh, a poster of Isabel saying, um, the justice system has a zero star rating. So. I like that. I appreciate creativity. I like <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. understand Animal Crossing. <laughs> I know. But it's so fun and cute. And I do think that you should... Try I it. found Hong Kong protest sign. I'm I'm sure that it's been used as other as a variety of things. I've seen it pop up. It seems a to be a real solid Instagram. meme. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Um, anyway, oh my goodness. Yeah, so, I'm also low key thinking about converting my studio window, which is a storefront at street level, into a place to just do a big art. <laughs> Yeah, because um, yeah. we're all stuck inside and yeah. it faces a major street, so it seems like a really ripe opportunity to yeah put something there even if it's somebody else's oh yeah you know what i'm what i'm picturing all right i i I have (laughs) i'm ready so using electrical tape um Mm -hmm. like almost like thick pencil strokes so different um lengths and thicknesses of it to write black lives matter and then tissue paper stained glass the rest of the mm. way like with like the because, mod podge trick yeah yeah um so the sun would shine through it since the sun hits it so well 
That's an excellent point, Haley. I have no idea where that came from. So, there you go. The only other idea I've had I hate in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but I the love only it. Other I, the only other idea I had was doing something with zip ties. Um, because yeah. Yeah. I thought about using zip ties in place of yarn strands for a latch hook yeah. project. That would be um, poignant on many levels. Yeah. So something, and I feel like, because... I mean, creativity is how obviously the three of us process a lot. Yes. And I and so I've been doing like doodling in my journal about like the anxieties about this and like, mm-hmm. you know, self-reflection, all the things that we all need to be doing. But I keep coming back to feeling like maybe doing really something with art, I think might help a lot, especially if there's a way to get like multiple contributors or something. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just daydreaming and brainstorming now. All right. <laughs> and on a lighter note, what are other ways to cope with anxiety at this time, Molly? Uh, and I feel even like I feel ridiculous even talking about this, but I we've talked about this before in episodes and we'll talk about it later today, but like plants have come into uh the topic around here on the podcast and yeah. They they have certainly influenced me and I so I watched on Netflix the new show called the big flower fight i am so mm-hmm. so afraid to watch that because just looking at it gives me anxiety there are some things that would definitely do that <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the, are, the are they nice to each other they're mostly nice to each other the the only time that it gets like fight is trying to get the flowers that you need because it's like, mm. go to the nursery and get what you want. And sometimes oh. they don't share. But... So it's like Great British Sewing Bee. <laughs> yes, like running exactly. It's like that. Um, right. So it's, but no, they're all very, they're all very kind. Uh, you know, there's one time when one of the teams decides to like go above and beyond and kind of poke at the other teams in their <laughs> ability to have gotten stuff done faster than them. But it's like, it's, it's sweet. It's okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Uh, But really, we're talking about large-scale crafting with plants is what this Mm -hmm. this show uh, is about. And the part that really made me decide that I needed to mention it here is that each week the winner receives a large ribbon, you know, like a prize (laughs) ribbon, because they've won Best Mm -hmm. in Bloom. And those best ribbons, in bloom. <laughs> best in bloom, and those ribbons are very clearly handmade by someone. It's mm-hmm. the, in the middle of the the prize ribbon. It says "Best in Bloom," and it's hand embroidered. I wow. love that. Yeah, and I didn't even notice that when I watched the show. I, I have not. I I've done a little searching, but so far, I think maybe because it's still very new, I have not been able to find who did those ribbons for them. Mm-hmm. But I want to know so. Listeners, if you encountered this information before I do, <laughs> please tell me. Because I just think that's, it's cool that they decided to do that as a, yeah. you know, they could have done these ribbons anyway, but they went, they went for definitely handmade. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And a lot of places are doing that right now. Yeah. Like, I just finished a project for um, a TV studio. And it, it seems that that's a thing that is being taken more seriously and being paid for yeah. in a way that, like, 
nobody comes to me on that sort of thing anymore wanting to pay with exposure. <laughs> and yeah. I appreciate that wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's all I wanted to say. But that's cool. I like that show. I need to finish watching it and now just laser focus in for embroidery yeah. instead of just staring at my Afghan <laughs> most of the time. Yes. <laughs> So before we jump into talking about our actual topics. And um, more plants. Want, <laughs> and plants, yes. Um, we want to give a shout out to some new serious friends of the Very Serious Crafts podcast who are now supporting us at patreon.com slash serious crafts. Many thanks to Melanie, Allison, and Tristan. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you. All right, so since we've all been talking about crafting with plants, because that's all we want to do, it would seem, um, <laughs> I saw this amazing terrarium coffee table project that I am extremely obsessed with. Um, I first saw it on Boing Boing, and then I sort of went down the internet rabbit hole trying to figure out who the person was. And so the only information I could find about the maker is that his name is Tim and that he's known to the internet as Tim's Terrariums 206. And <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love people like that. <laughs> Me too. And, and he's in Seattle. Um, of course. <laughs> and th those are those are the my my internet stalking. So um uh Tim Seattle's if like you are a told terrarium. About this, sorry. Seattle <laughs> hmm? No, sorry, I think we cut out at the same time. I was just I was just jumping in to say it's so perfect that this dude is from Seattle because the entire climate there is like living inside a terrarium. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Well and sorry. <laughs> it would seem that this is really working for him. Um so this stuff's cool. Yeah. So yeah. So he made this coffee table that is entirely made of like this moss terrarium setup. So um, like with dried beech wood, um, various types of mosses and rocks and stuff like that, and it has a glass top on it and. The table, to me, when I first looked at it, looks like an old table that was converted. But the more I looked into it, um, the more I realized that this had actually been made from the ground up. And so he has... Um, I have no idea how to say this word. Um, imger? Imger? Imager? Imager. Yeah. Imager. Okay, so Imager. Um, he has an Imager account and where he shares most of his makes. And there's an entire series of him using what looks like reclaimed wood to build the coffee table. And yeah, yeah it, it's just so cool. There, and I'm at his regular Instagram now, too. And like, yeah, heck yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And so I just went on a, a very thorough look through of all of his work. And it's just 
like all of his stuff feels like like whole little tiny worlds but exactly. not in like a kitschy way yeah in mm-hmm. like a you maybe just stumbled upon it in <laughs> in a forest and oh fairies must live there kind of way yeah <laughs> um it's not cutesy but it's he has such a good eye for layout and so i of course had to look at all of the terrariums and like he's even doing successful succulent terrariums which are pretty hard to do um Mm -hmm. but i am especially especially obsessed with him because i can grow just about anything like my entire apartment is filled with plants many of them finicky and i'm very very good at growing things One of the things that I cannot do is anything involving moss. It's supposed to be super easy. And, like, I have a good friend who used to own a terrarium company, and she's the one who taught me. And I still am incapable of making anything with moss in it that lives so uh tim clearly knows something that i don't and his work is absolutely beautiful he's got those that pacific northwest energy man (laughs) i set up for success (laughs) i have that um uh, mildly pessimistic midwest energy (laughs) which honestly is perfect for succulents yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I am. I'm very good at growing those, which is apparently a problem for many people. But um, oh, I feel like I'm up to my eyes in succulents all the time. Like I, I lose a leaf, and then another plant shows up, and I'm like, "What am I gonna do with this?" Yeah. Eh. Anyway, yay plants. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I recently. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. I'll come up with a segue right now for this. Oh. Plants to hair cutting. Let's go. Oh, no, no, mm. I, Yesterday. I, oh, you... I know. I know. Do it. We've all got one. <laughs> <laughs> go, Molly. <laughs> so, you know what's a really good uh, natural fertilizer for your... <laughs> for in your garden? It You can compost hair in a garden. Great. <laughs> Did you know that? Yes. So there you go. But keratin doesn't break down very quickly. <laughs> I mm. All I'm saying is I once got my hair cut and the person cutting my hair told me that they had a customer that would come in regularly to collect the hair to go in their garden, which I found to be very I, like, uh-uh. Can you, I but feel also like that might have been something else because <laughs> like literally human remains are dug up and they're all skeletonized, but have a full head of hair. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm con- listen, listen to Haley's other podcast for That's more right. creepy content. Oh, yes, Bones and Bobbins. <laughs> uh, anyway. Please do. <laughs> um, thank you for that transition, Molly. <laughs> Sorry, I'm Molly. Just I'm just envisioning someone, like, gardening and pulling up a carrot, and instead of just <laughs> the furry roots, it's like... Oh. <laughs> I've seen that with a skull. <laughs> Ugh. An animal, Whoa. Skull, not a human. Skull. 
Although it would be much cooler if it had been a human skull. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, speaking I'm of done. hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, because my life is just like this circle of the same topics and behaviors and activities coming up again this shelter-in-place world that we live in. Um, I have now officially succumbed to needing to cut my own hair. So I officially have to, again, say, I stand by saying what kind of prenatal vitamins were you taking if you needed a haircut two weeks into COVID? However, it's been three months, and I needed to cut I my bangs real bad. full <laughs> Justin Bieber bangs from when he was young, and my hair is in a ponytail. Yeah. yeah I, usually, I don't think I've ever seen you in a ponytail. Yeah, I usually rock a 20s bob. So, yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, I have answers now. Hair and nail clippings are mm. um, rich in nitrogen and can be added go. to a compost pile or bin. There you go. I usually I usually go for coffee grounds and eggshells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to tell you what I go for because that belongs on the other podcast. <laughs> sure. Anyway, yeah. The the this very short story is basically just that. The bang trimming was not that bad. I mean, I've trimmed my bangs yeah, before, obviously. Yeah. Thank you. But specifically, I... Well, first of all, I decided I really needed to cut my bangs after going to that protest because they were so long that the whole time I was like, I can't touch my face, but it's hot and I'm sweating oh. and I'm worried that my bangs are just converting into, like, a slide for germs, like, into my eyelids. Oh, like, ah. they, like, oh yeah. Such <laughs> a picture. Like, sorry. It was that, but that was, like, the anxiety yes. picture that my stupid brain was generating. Very, very specific. Sorry. <laughs> that was graphic. My anxiety brain recognizes your anxiety. Brain. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And so I was like, I got to deal with these. And I had remembered seeing a viral video because we live in a world where I'm like, viral video, that's a good place to get an idea for what to do with my body. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so there's this video of a mother and a daughter from way earlier on during um, isolation, shelter in place stuff. Mm -hmm. And they were both giggling uncontrollably. It was a terribly sweet moment. And they both were going from like shoulder length or longer hair to bangs. Which I think that's a bold move. I I don't I don't know why you would jump yeah. to there unless you really needed a change in your life, which I can yeah, understand. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like no other hair, just bangs. No, 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 no. They're doing a bang. They're they're going. From they having... are people who have long hair that's all one With, length. Yeah, no and bangs. No bangs. Oh, I was thinking they shaved their heads and just had bangs, which I have done. <laughs> mm. No, they didn't do that. It's not a good look. If you've done that, that you that would be a logical place to go to. So yes, exactly. I, I see how you got there. The nineties, they they yep. were a strange time. The late nineties. Yeah. Watch yes. the movie Empire Records, kids. If you um, it's a great haven't, movie. and you will understand. So this mother and daughter. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they they. They were doing this trick that I think I'd seen before on, like, a beauty Instagram where you take your hair, and you can only really do this if your bangs are, like, past your cheekbones or longer, and you twirl it like you would twirl your hair, and then you just give yourself one cut straight across, and in theory, because of the twist, you get a little bit of an arch to your bang shape, and, like, like the, that the hair is distributed oh, properly. That makes sense. Um, and I was, like, I, I had been, I've had a shag haircut for most of this year but that also means that I was starting with long bangs that have just gotten 
really long and I was like 50 50 I stick with this and grow these out or cut them and I went with the latter because I look better with bangs let's be honest <laughs> me too <laughs> and uh and then I just was like screw it <laughs> and I just did the they just twisted my hair and I just was like let's go like I'm a professional maker I think I can do this like there's no reason to not be confident about this and yeah I cut my bangs with one cut and about two little hair cleanups and that was it very nice and they are straight so FYI, that viral trick that I will link in the show notes does work. Yeah, and I definitely used to, I have historically, well, in college, I cut everybody's hair, um, mm-hmm. but also my own, and it's been fine, but I haven't yet, I don't know why I haven't cut my bangs, <laughs> but at this You've point- You've been busy? <laughs> I have been busy, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, no, I mean it. I mean it. But at this point- yeah, salons open in phase two and we're in phase one right now. And I happen to know that my, that I, I know and trust the person who cuts my hair. So it's, mm-hmm. I am, I know that precautions will be taken and everything will be okay. And we're just so close, but it could be like, it could be three more weeks. It, it could be. Yeah. Or it could be like Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And we'll know by the time this episode comes out, or at least we'll know if nothing's changed. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. In Chicago, stuff's open. Like yeah. the woman who I'm friends with who cuts my hair, usually she's open. And I was like, I'm just not ready to book yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, and and that's fair. I'm glad that, that things, um, that businesses that are, person to person and enclosed are mm-hmm. not in the first I mean yeah. it would be one thing if you could do it outside but mm-hmm. most places don't have backyards and you know wind that would be exciting <laughs> yeah um I do I do family haircuts around here because yeah. we have a big family and so that's like one of those ways that we can save yeah, a lot of money that adds up yep. doing oh um, yeah haircuts, haircuts are expensive and I can tell you that I've done when, you know, when the weather is nice, I've done many haircuts outside. But yeah, one breeze when you've got the clippers running and it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you basically, especially if it's just a little warm out, you look like maybe you had spread some Mod Podge on yourself first and you've just got hair stuck to you and it's nasty. <laughs> Oh, no. I have oily skin and very, very, very fine hair. Yeah. Oh, And so I have to take a shower immediately after every haircut because there's nothing to be done. It's (laughs) just everywhere. And it's never going away. Yeah. Yeah. And those little hairs are sharp. Like my friend was saying that she she regularly when she gets home has to like tweeze hair shards out of her skin. Oh, yeah. Ah. Like slivers. I had a cat. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I had a cat with hair um, that sharp once. Mm -hmm. And to this day, he's been, he passed away four years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And um, he, like, every once in a while, I will still be like, what is in my foot? And find a pixel cat hair. And be like, where did you even come from? I am... They're like really, needles. Really clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I have a chow mix who's like that, so I can tell you it's like it's like getting a pin in your foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like what what how did you even get it's there? awful. Yeah. It feels like you've stepped on glass. Yes. Honestly. Hmm. That's exactly it. Yep. And you're like, I don't see any blood. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm being so boring right now. <laughs> hey listeners, you exist. <laughs> I we're all good. I think we're all fine. <laughs> So I'm going to tell you, I feel like my theme for this episode might be the weird segues into like, now for something <laughs> completely different. Okay. Yeah. But that's fine. Hey, let's, let's go with this. I would like to start by saying that on the very small chance that my brother or his fiance are listening to this episode. It's a very, very minuscule chance. If you are listening, please stop right now. I'll wait. Turn off the episode. Anders, go away. That's right. And that goes for you too, Hannah. Okay. (laughs) There. Now that they're gone. Let's face it. They were not here. So anyway, my brother is getting married this year. Yay. And... Very excited about that. Very still figuring out what that looks like in the middle of COVID fun. But anyway, Mm -hmm. that aside, I feel like a a good thing, a nice thing, a sweet thing, the right thing to do would be to make them a wedding gift. Mm -hmm. I have about two and a half months to do this. More like two months if I'm going to be realistic. (laughs) Okay. Because life will get in there right um should we just call it six weeks at this point i have one week to make this (laughs) hey that's Uh, fine (laughs) i can write a book in six weeks you can definitely yes (laughs) yeah so it'll be good so i think because embroidery is the the thing that i'm probably most known for i need to do an embroidered gift for them Mm -hmm. and i don't know what that should be because i I don't know his fiance all that well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've met and hung out together one time. Sure. And I follow her on Instagram. This is mm-hmm. this is the extent of how, what I know about her because she doesn't live around here. Right. So I would say she's a little hipster. She's a little bit hipster. Uh, all right. Heidi and I are on it. Yeah. So the, the thing is, do I do I just make them like a piece of hoop art to hang in their apartment? Do I make something a little bit bigger? Again, re- keeping in mind the time constraints. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, do I do something that is kind of in a little bit more like my style of embroidery? Or do I go for something that's a little more traditional or traditionally hipster why i'm looking i'm looking for input here uh, how old is she early 20s early okay modern go for something Mm -hmm. modern not traditional right and probably not cute in the way that your designs are cute yeah yeah so think helvetica (laughs) And I would say okay. I would trust Haley's opinion on this more because she designs for this market yeah. more than I yeah. do. Okay. Okay. Um, um, that's the professional side of this conversation. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's the thing is I, I'm, I'm going, 
you know, how much of it do I try to personalize versus I don't know. I can't. I think that you can sign it. Ooh, I actually have an idea maybe. Okay. Um, is she from is she from the south? Sorry to interrupt. Yes. I just had a name. Okay. okay. North Carolina. Okay. North Carolina. Hmm. All of my in-laws are southern, so that's why I was like, "Oh, my gifting approach changes completely yeah. when I'm talking about my sister-in-law versus my my Arkansas sister-in-law versus my Minnesota yeah. one. It's totally different." So, do you want to do um Cross stitch or embroidery? I'm thinking embroidery. Okay. I'm wondering if something negative space mm. might be the right move here. Like maybe even their just their names and their wedding yeah. date. Yeah. But with um, negative space being something either geometric or floral. Yeah. Because I had been thinking floral or plants in, broadly yeah. like vines yeah and stuff i had like been that. thinking floral or foliage in that mm-hmm. in that realm but in semi monochromatic might be uh yeah. might be in yeah with do her, a few her... flecks of bright just okay a few. yeah okay um so yeah i i think that like if you are doing sort of greens and like navy green and sort of sage green, like things like that, yeah. and then a few pops of, well, there are several in flowers at the moment. Yes. Um, that will make zero sense with the plants, but it won't matter. Right. Um, it, I, it seems like. I think that you could do something really beautiful in, like, with the freedom of negative space yeah. and maybe the constraint of, like, a rectangle. And yeah. then mm. have, like, um, a vine or two reach I, ever so slightly out. Yeah. I, even just you saying rectangle um, and thinking that I should be looking at framing this in, like, a frame frame versus framing in an embroidery hoop or doing round because I it's so easy for me to get locked into round and I like Mm -hmm. that but and they're so affordable that's yeah yeah. but and I mean so also like it would look good in round too you could do the exact same thing in round and have that very specific perimeter with just a couple things peeking over that edge um just to grab the eye like you could do that either way and it would look great well and i'm i was just thinking of because Haley, you and i were both around like early 20s when we both got married as well and i'm trying to remember what it was like to be that young i mean i didn't think i was that young obviously (laughs) i had a diy (laughs) wedding on a farm (laughs) yeah i had a diy wedding lol because of course um in a converted old opera house that is not actually that fancy because it had first been converted into a skating rink. <laughs> Fun. Okay. That's cool. I would totally do roller derby wedding. <laughs> anyway, but I was just trying to think of like, I remember being that age and being like, I've only even been to a few family weddings. Mm-hmm. I don't really, like I felt all this pressure to have heirloom gifts because I didn't even understand because of being that young, like 
what I should value in yeah. terms of keepsakes or like, and it was really interesting what ended up was being meaningful to me at that time mm-hmm. versus, the, and then stuff that I was like, I don't know what this is, but I'm excited to have a kitchen pot because I'm really young. <laughs> well, yeah. And I feel like the same, same went for me. Like the things. Yeah. I could, I can even tell you the specific things that mattered. Um, Jeremy and I have a Quaker wedding certificate and um is that is beautiful. a wall hanging thing yeah um, yeah you've seen it got to see that um, in person it's really cool and our um jeremy's college friends elsa and tyler who are extremely talented artists and graphic designers do uh or designed the um basically the the icons of us and our cats and the icon that I use for everything is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of our friends painted a uh, portraits of us and our cats. And that was lovely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, ceramic cats that matched our cats. <laughs> that style of like personalized bridegroom and pets was very much like the staple signature of every hipster wedding in 2010 to 2013. I own an inch and a half button maker specifically because everybody got buttons that were, um, you could pick which team you were on. So it was, one was me, (laughs) one was Jeremy, and then each cat. So you could decide which combination of things that you were on. Um, That's cute. Yeah. Um, this was this was 2009 and okay. I was 25 or 26. I can't remember because <laughs> I'm old. But anyway, yeah. I yeah. all that to say is I think that like the handmade gifts obviously no matter what are going to matter a lot. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I, I un- like so. I feel like I can understand the anxiety especially as someone who like my in-laws are from the South and I'm from North Dakota. Like, so culturally there was like, I don't even know how to get along with people. Um, Cause it's different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Things are just different. And I mean, we're great now, but like it takes a while to feel comfortable, especially when you know, you're never really going to meet your in-laws that often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so all that to say is I can completely understand putting pressure on yourself for this, but I think you should be kind to yourself. Okay. Well, oh yeah. You. I think so too. <laughs> I think that you are talented and yep. that you will you'll hit the mark. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for I feel like doing like <laughs> real-time project planning on the podcast was kind of a fun like way that. to go, so it's good. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we I like that. Anyway, you don't need to take any of my suggestions. <laughs> it's I just no, I that I appreciate your that's suggestions. How my brain is. They sounded cool. Um okay. And now, now all I can think about is the idea of an embroidered croton plant because of the color. And I know somebody here hates satin stitch, but I think it would be really pretty in satin <laughs> stitch. I wonder who that somebody is. <laughs> but wait, I learned how to do it. That's right. I'm not hate it anymore. I can't remember how to do it, though. <laughs> oh, wait. No, I, I remember now. There you go. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. And now, a quick break for our sponsor just because I wanted to say that. This episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast is brought to you by the Embroiderers Guild of America. EGA is a community of stitch-minded people 
who inspire passion for the needle arts through education and the celebration of its heritage. Join today to become a member of the community, gain access to educational opportunities, projects, and more. Learn more at egausa.org. I don't have a transition for this other than tiny things. <laughs> That's always a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, talking about stitching tiny things, this is, uh, well, this isn't quite making tiny things, but it is making something creative with existing tiny things. Mm. So I, again, while bouncing around the internet, came across the, um, this woman who uses tiny dollhouse doors to cover her wall outfit or out- outfits, <laughs> her wall outfits, um, to cover her wall outlets. Cute. And it really made my day because it's adorable. Um, and so just looking at them is is very cute. And she has also an imager and very little other internet existence that I can find, much to my frustration. Um, <laughs> but all of these little doors, they're exactly what you're picturing. The, the doors open and there's an outlet inside. Some of them are floor level. Some of them are, are a little bit higher. But one of them at floor level has a welcome mat and a key hidden under it, oh, which made so my life. Cute. Exactly. That's delightful. I... I Delightful is exactly the word. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, so this woman, whose name is Christina, it would seem, um, actually was contacted by Bored Panda. And she was talking about her creative adventures and specifically, like, the making aspect of how this works. Um, <laughs> And this quote from her just really stood out to me as a person who makes things. And I feel like it's, it's very relatable. So, um, quote, she continued, It's important to know that these doors swing in, so you need to carefully remove the bottom piece of wood. I used a razor blade. Flip the door around and re-glue it. You may need to make a new hole for the pin that allows the door to swing. Make sure you don't glue the door shut. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, paint as you like and add details and hot glue to the existing outlet plate. Oh, and hot glue to the existing outlet plate. So I guess that is how they're attached, by hot glue. All that right. is not, I think, how I would have attached them. Just a screw. I... Couldn't you just be like, look, it has a center doorknob. Ta-da! Well, the door needs to open. Yeah. Why? Because that's where the outlet, the outlet is. But wouldn't it be cooler if the outlet cover would looked like a door, though? Uh, and then you don't have to deal with that? That would be another... That is not what is happening here. <laughs> I mean, like, it would be cool. I think I yeah. have different goals but than this woman. You're opening <laughs> tiny doors, like, like Narnia. And inside, instead of... I don't know... Yeah. Um, it's cool. Time. I it just makes was it envisioning like you have tiny, something like, different. It makes it look like you have the borrowers <laughs> that like live in your house behind these little doors. But mm. yeah, 
cute. Yep. So anyway, I just think it's adorable and I really, really want to be friends with this person because she also, according to those photos, has a coffin-shaped um, bookshelf and also a necklace made of a preserved spider web. So clearly we need to be friends. So <laughs> Christina, if you're out there or if anybody knows this person, please, please introduce us because, oh my gosh, we're similar kinds of odd and great. <laughs> Yeah, yep. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Love it. I feel like she she would uh, probably appreciate Bones and Bobbins as well. Your other podcast. Yeah, maybe she's a listener. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's funny. Well, lately the only uh, the only tiny worlds I've been building lately have involved uh, Oreos and cream. <laughs> I was wondering what that container and... of Oreos was for gummy worms <laughs> um so yeah yesterday in a fit of covid madness i guess i'll just call it because that's the only explanation for why i suddenly wanted to make a dirt cake for my birthday this year so good yeah i hadn't had one in forever and we're we're self-isolating since we were at a protest last week right. and so i was like what can i order on grocery delivery that could make a cake friendly enough for two people and I also was thinking that I could make little parfaits for my neighbors yes because we've all been sharing because we're all like one and two person like chronic workaholic households <laughs> um and so I also thought a dirt cake because I could use a piping bag to make the parfait without touching anything that that might be a little bit safer um apologies if there's ever research that proves that all of this is horrifying behavior we don't know <laughs> no we don't know <laughs> but it was fun because it was you get to do the parfait, but then also like gummy worms. I still don't <laughs> think that uh, any evidence has shown up that um, COVID can survive being mm-hmm. eaten. Yeah. 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 So I think you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still disclaiming it for lunatics who are listening. <laughs> or for the future. Still, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I think. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so maybe one day my worst sin on the internet can be that I talked about making dirt cake for my neighbors. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the worst thing that a person could do? That would, that would be, be the best worst that, thing that would do. Really <laughs> now I want dirt cake so did, much. I, what I want to know is, did it live up to your your memory expectations? Well, that was the thing that really blew my mind because I don't think I've had this since I was like ten or twelve, maybe. Yeah. I. I had only remembered it being Oreos and layers of whipped cream. I didn't realize that there was, like, pudding mix, cream cheese, um, powdered sugar. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, and that makes sense. They're all thickening agents and more dairy. Um, but it tasted so much like all Midwestern Cool Whip desserts do. And I forgot about oh. that effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I recently I mean, had I haven't had one in a long time, but I still have that... That sense memory of Midwestern yep. Cool Whip desserts. Uh-huh. Yeah. So mm. I think it might be fun to make tiny amounts of a fancier version someday. Just like a little jar, like a little jelly yeah. jar's worth. I think that make might make more sense and also justify using like heavy whipping cream and not Cool Whip. <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I don't think you need um, to justify that at all. Yeah. <laughs> like that. But things like that freeze. Yeah, yeah. So you could go ahead and freeze it. Just don't fill the jar all the way. Okay, because you know, I will not. exploding. 
Yeah. You don't want glass in your dirt cake. That would really ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I only know that from beer in the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's my dirty DIY. There you go. You guys have been waiting all episode to hear about. <laughs> oh my goodness. It sounds so delicious and I want good. some. It was really I want good. some yeah. immediately. Yeah. Two yeah. pounds of Oreos. Two pounds. I, I know. I saw your bowl of Oreos. <laughs> I was very it's so many Oreos. I well. I still approve. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I might add like a vein of Lorna Dune mm. in there. Some some shortbread. Yeah. Like, mm. Yeah. If we're doing I, uh, striations. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm bringing geology into this. <laughs> My version that I, because it was so hot for a chunk of time now, it's like cooler today, but I was definitely looking for the no-bake desserts. And yeah, those Midwestern icebox cakes, they, mm-hmm. they're they the the ones that come up. So I was going with the graham cracker uh, yep. layers with your pudding and Cool Whip. And I did add real peaches to mine, but yeah, mm-hmm. anyway. There's like an icebox pie recipe that my family used to use, and in a, in a, you you would have a graham cracker crust, and then I think all you did was mix like frozen strawberries and Cool Whip in the freezer, pour it in, and freeze it so it looks like a silk yeah. pie, but it's just a frozen yeah. no bake yeah. dessert. I remember that being good though. We did icebox cheesecakes. Yeah, when mm-hmm. I was younger. Yeah. Sometimes simple mm, recipes are Midwestern desserts. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's my birthday cake. <laughs> yeah, her birthday was yesterday when we're recording this, by the way. So happy birthday, Heidi. We happy late you. birthday to Heidi. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, in probably a, a similar Midwestern vibe, I'm going to end this episode with something that I found in a book that my mom gave to me because I, well, she found this in a book and she said, I think that the podcast needs to hear this. So, <laughs> so the name of this book is... We love old books. Yeah. The name of this book is <laughs> Women's Programs for Special Occasions. It was written by Ruth Eicherman. I'm going to say is her the pronunciation of her last name. Uh, Sounds this like was a solid Amish name. Yeah. It was uh, <laughs> written in 1966. Mm-hmm. And I will say, you know comes with the idea for this book this is these are like women's programs for special occasions at your church this is let's you know so this is the this is the framing for this okay um and i you i mean you can imagine the setting in which this was written if you are from the midwest uh you know there's some interesting things there's ways that things are described in here that are a little bit like Okay, there's a perspective <laughs> from the past. <laughs> there's a perspective. There's a perspective from the past. Uh, but one of the one of the chapters in this book is called needlework dedication, and so the idea of I mean some of the program the chapters in this have to do with holidays or um, bridal showers or things like that but it's just to kind of give people an idea of something that they could do for these kinds of celebrations or or special events and 
But needlework dedication is one of them because the idea being that you have a lot of church groups then and still now that work on um, projects together. They're making quilts. They have a, you know, a, yeah. a quilt bee or they're, they're knitting shawls for people or there's lots of different kinds of things like that. And so the mm-hmm. idea being that um, that a lot of times you uh, you might actually have a, a special dedication of those items when they're about to be given or just kind of like annually observing these things. It says sometimes a needlework display supplement supplemented by rare quilts brought from home or interesting pieces of needlepoint or cruel work can also be arranged to form the background for a needlework tea at which all the women of the church are guests. I have been to this. I love it. <laughs> I love it. In Bloomingdale, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> so then it has a meditation that you can that you can read and a prayer. Oh. Uh, but the meditation, it starts and says, as we admire the lovely pieces of handwork displayed here today, we form another link in the long chain of women who across the years have used their hands to bless others. We remember oh. Dorcas of the New Testament days who was an inspiration to her friends and the early disciples because of the garments she had made. A simple service, a simple service which was deemed worthy of inclusion in the scripture. Oh. And it goes on and it is just it's really it's really lovely the um just taking this time to honor the handmade work that that people were doing for others and together in community and oh, yeah. mm-hmm. i think that commemorating that in a way is i i wish we did more of that now yeah. and not not yeah, just that. in in church or sacred spaces but just in general that we that we actually pause and County fairs. Yeah, I mean, but like... But like that, yeah. Yeah, like that you you literally have like a mini ceremony of celebration yeah. over handmade. It's so like... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I have vivid <laughs> memories of being a little kid and being at um, ladies' tea after the service in the church basement. Yeah. And having these things. Yeah. Um, like a, a table... <laughs> near the classrooms, which uh-huh. weren't classrooms, um, <laughs> right across from the kitchen, because, you know, yeah. like you do yeah. in the Midwest and churches and basements. Um, but I remember there being, like, quilt stands and pieces of embroidery that people had made. My grandma used to be a very skilled but extremely reluctant embroiderer. Mm-hmm. Um, but... She did it because it was expected. It's not having any of that nonsense now. Um, but I remember having possibly even somebody reading out of this book. Yeah. I mean, very, very similar dedications yeah. to that. And I remember that quite fondly. Yeah. I it know. may be the cookies that I remember fondly. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I... My church does have a group that gets together. I've never really been able to, like, I've seen it, like, listed vaguely. Like, this is, like, it was, like, on the schedule of something that me, I don't know, I don't know anything about the people. 
Of course, now they're not meeting right now because of well, of right, the, yeah, the world. But like, <laughs> and I'm always like, I kind of know when and where it meets, but like, I don't know any other information. <laughs> Would I be crashing the party if I showed up one day? I don't know, but I, but you know. You don't know. And I've been to so many, like, library programs like that where I've been like, I just want to go to this thing. And I'm like, okay, I am younger than everybody by 50 full years. I'm sure years. that would happen here. Yeah. <laughs> Not every time, but there's been one or two that I was like, Yeah, Whoops. There's a, a prayer think, shawl thinks... knitting group <laughs> yeah. at uh, the Unitarian Church that I go to once in a while. Yeah, and... yeah. And they were yeah. lovely ladies, but when you're the only one who walks in and you're like, oh, I know why there was nothing I, on the internet about this group. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm going to give this, like, I'm going to get to know these people who are different than I am, which is great. But then you have to worry about being asked to be the person who does all the technology forever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I forgot I didn't about, about that. that. I just, that's just a specific to the craft world, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> moment that I was like, yes, I think this is the one time where both of my friends and the listeners will understand what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah, it could happen. It could happen. But oh, I bet they're lovely. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if, um, if we're ever allowed back in the building of my church again, and this group gets together yeah. in, I don't know how many of them there usually are. I'm not sure how many can gather for this, but if it ever happens again, yeah. I maybe I'll just go and visit. And if it goes horribly wrong, at least I can talk about it here, right? Yeah, I mean, you can talk you, about it either way. Exactly. But, <laughs> but we're right. deeply If we curious. ever go back, I, I'll go... And report back here on the podcast. So Yes, please. That sounds good. And maybe convince them to have some sort of dedication ceremony at some point. Maybe they already do that. And I, I thought you know. were going to say website. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, there will be no website made by me. Oh. I already have too many websites made by me to deal yeah. with. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> anyway, that was really... I, thank you very much for sharing that, Molly. That I thought that was really special. Yeah, that, I, I thought you guys would... Lovely thought you guys would enjoy a bit of that mm -hmm. so yeah Yay. anyway that's all that's all, all right. we got let's bring it home huzzah <laughs> <laughs> I, I brought it home um <laughs> thanks for listening to the very serious crafts podcast you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at, shockingly, VerySeriousCrafts.com. <laughs> and finally, if you're a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, please leave us a five-star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Good ratings help us show up in recommendations, which helps more people who love crafting find us. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Yes, and, bye. And one, lens, one last thanks to our sponsors, the Embroiderers Guild of America, because, I mean, that's a whole group of serious crafters there. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. it is. Yeah. Thanks very much. A <laughs> whole bunch of them. Uh, <laughs> All right. More serious crafting that, to come. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Eventually. All right. Yes. Eventually. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>